0: everybody. You have just tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And we are back from a two-week hiatus. We were so exhausted from the draft. We needed time. Actually, we just needed time. Uh, In any case, I am back. And with me is Mr. Ben Anderson, who uh, has been busy uh, combing through Antonio Brown's tweets, trying to see just what in the <laughs> hell he's talking about. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I, I, well, we'll, we'll get into it. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, thank you to uh, 26shirts.com uh, slash Pittsburgh, of course, for sponsoring us. And um, right now the new shirt they have out is the Pittsburgh is awesome. It's, uh, it's a little Lego Steeler guy waving the terrible towel it's actually a a pretty cool looking shirt and uh, super comfortable but most important every shirt that is sold eight bucks goes to uh, a very very worthy cause in Pittsburgh and right now it is um, the uh, Hillman uh, UPMC Uh, cancer center that is uh benefiting this time around so please make sure to consider that it's like i said even if the shirt didn't look good it's super comfortable but it looks good too so go ahead and grab one um there's a lot to get yeah yeah and 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 there's things to get to and and of course phase three um of the otas uh, organized team activities began um today and and you know it brings most of the guys back together and and uh, the rookies with the vets and all that other stuff but obviously you know the big news of the last few days ben is that uh, uh big ben sat down with bob pompiani uh katie and and again spoke today in front of the press corps um at the facility and and he addressed the the antonio brown stuff and um I guess I'll just start by getting your your general thoughts. It's the first time he said anything, um, but but anything um, that may have jumped out at you too, go go ahead and address that.
1: Uh, you know, a couple of things jump out to me. One, I'm exhausted with this whole damn yeah, thing. Well, yeah, I mean that that's the very first thing. I'm I'm tired of it. I I I kind of feel like Cam. Hayward today, where he just said, You know what man i'm not talking about anybody who's not here anymore i'm done yep it's a new season i'm moving on uh, you know I wish that the, the the NFL announced an initiative today having to do with dedicated mental health personality, being on staff for every team, and being mm-hmm. accessible to the players eight to twelve hours a week, and more than that if the players need need more but just basically availability having a person right there in-house who can help players out with mental health issues and i really wish they'd had that a couple years ago and that a certain wide receiver had had that available to him and that's really all i had to say about it i mean i think ben ben basically tried to say look i did my best i reached out to him he basically reiterated what james harrison said two months ago relationships are two people i've forgotten that relationships are two people and if one guy is reaching out and he wants to talk to you and he wants to work things out but you won't pick up the phone and you won't answer a text and you won't come to the door apparently ben tried to do it in person and ab wasn't having it Mm -hmm. and as far as ben knew in their last interaction everything was cool and they talked worked things out and hugged everything was good and Mm -hmm. then it wasn't well, a couple of things come to mind for me yeah. one it, it was never about this conflict with Ben. It was about getting paid. It was about the cash. yep he saw an angle he wanted to get out, and so he took advantage of it and yep. you know whatever, good for you, fuck off, have fun with derek Carr massive <laughs> step down i don't I don't understand how people don't realize what a dependent position the wide receiver is. We have well, – yeah. Mark and I have an association with somebody who's 16 years old and has figured this out. I don't know why Steelers' Twitter can't. Yeah. yeah. A.B. is now dependent upon a less-than-average NFL starting quarterback to get him the ball. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. expect him to lose his shit by about week four or five. I don't know. Anyway, I, I, it just – it occurs to me that based upon what Ben said today, what James Harrison said two months ago – Ben made mm-hmm. every effort, couldn't work things out with his wide receiver. It is what it is. Hasta la vista.
0: Yeah, hasta la vista. And, and you know, to, to go back through a little bit of what you said, the, the one thing that stood out to me from Ben's comments was, you know, he, he said, you know, last time I talked to him, I think, was like Thursday before the Bengals game, the Week 17 game. And, and he made a reference back to the Saints game. I, I don't know if a lot of people really – Make that connection, but that was a huge game. Obviously, it was a loss, but that was a big statistical night for Antonio Brown, and and so you you wondered at that point, like, well, what, what's he so upset about? I mean, he got his numbers, he got his touchdowns, everything else, and but you're exactly right. He figured out there's another way to get what I want, and that's what he did, and that's the way he went about it. Ben did everything he could. Um you know, and, and tried to, of course, obviously, Antonio has a different story if he's using the whole two-faced tweet. Um, but I, I think the other really, really important part of what, about what you said is that the the NFL is finally um, taking some steps with, with mental illness. And, you know, I, I don't know that Antonio Brown would have taken advantage of that. I don't know if the Steelers would have really pushed him to take advantage of it. I hope they would have. But the, the bottom line is I think we all recognize the fact that this is a 31-year-old guy who is struggling. Um, you don't behave the way he's behaving without something being uh, just just not right. And, and you know, he didn't show up for uh, the the OTAs out in Oakland today. Now, I haven't heard if that was scheduled or not, but, you know, that's obviously a big discussion out there. And
1: I uh, us find problem. it
0: hilarious. Absolutely, and, yeah. and it is their problem now. And, you know, and Steelers I, I fans, just, I just want to be yeah, clear yeah. That, that Mark yeah. and I
1: are speculating about you know what might be going on with AB definitely. at definitely. an emotional and mental level. We're mm-hmm. completely speculating, but his behavior would tend to indicate that maybe he needs to work some things out. And yeah, uh, you know, citing specifically that New Orleans game. AB was targeted 19 times. He had 14 catches for 185 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh he had a monster game and and yeah. the team lost and you know it was it was too bad they squandered that performance and and didn't come through in the end there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I kind of see what Ben was saying. You know, it's like we we had this great connection that day and a few days later in practice Something minor turns into a blow up, and the next day yeah. we talk it out, and it seems like everything is fine. And then we're not speaking. And then Sunday, yeah. he wants to come I, to work and, and go to work. And it's like, well, no, man, you, you haven't been around all week. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I mean, it, the it's guy, just a really, really, yeah. The guy didn't go to meetings all week. He didn't go to a single no. meeting all week. Nope. I mean, I don't, you know, he skipped the walkthrough on Saturday. He, even if Mike Tomlin said, Hey, it's cool. You don't have to practice. He's still going to come in for, for treatment and he's got to go to meetings. So the story that he's trying to sell that Tomlin excused him from all activities all week. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't buy it. It's total nonsense. And I, I get the, the Terrell Owens and the Dion Sanders of the world are trying to sell that as reality. It's not. Mm -hmm.
0: No, it it is. It is not. It's far from it. Um, But I I think uh, uh, going back to the beginning, I think Cam Hayward, I I think he needs to be really, really praised for kind of stepping forward and saying, that's it. I'm done talking about people that aren't here. Um, I think he's very excited about what he sees going on there right now. Um, You know, and and just to reiterate something else too. And and I know we've mentioned it, you know, in other spots, but you know this this whole thing with Ben and the team building on his on his boat at the, the lake in Georgia and stuff. It's like, you know people. This has been going on for several years now. Yeah. This is not a new thing. Um, you know everybody's thinking, oh, Ben's trying to make amends by getting didn't on he, video on his. Boat. Didn't he build that house yeah. in 2012 or was it 2013? He, he's he made, been he, doing this since 2012.
1: Yeah, right. right. Well, he he. Yeah. Whenever he got married, he built the house down there, and he's been doing it mm-hmm. every year since. Yep, I mean Lev Bell and AB have both been to Ben's house in Georgia.
0: Yep, for example, I mean uh, the whole thing just <sighs> yeah. Oh, it's just it, it, it has gotten completely out of hand, and and I'm glad it's somebody else's problem now and. And I'm glad now that that you and I are going to move forward and uh, talk about yeah. some some guys that actually play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so so thanks for sticking with us, uh, uh, listeners. We're moving on to some good stuff because the Steelers did, of course, start um, like I said, phase three today, and, and everybody comes together at that time. Um, the rookies have already been been in. They did a little rookie mini camp. We heard all kinds of wonderful things. Blah blah blah. Um, now you start mixing them in with the veterans. Um, and already today, Devin Bush was talking about how great it was working with Vince Williams. He said, Williams is just awesome in terms of leading by both example and, and, and vocally in terms of helping him understand where to be, what to do, where people got to be, you know, so now we're starting to get back to some actual on field, uh, discussion type stuff. And, um, you, you know, I, I think there's several areas that I'm looking at and, and I think everybody's kind of looking at and certainly the linebacking situation is is one of them. But um, um where help help fans understand, Ben, where Devin Bush is in terms of what the Steelers are expecting of him and, and what we should be expecting by the time the season rolls around.
1: Uh You know, I'm speculating a little bit here too, obviously. They're going to want Bush to learn as much as possible because they want him on the field as much as possible. I mean, it -hmm. it, kind of is what it is. But he's going to have to learn the defense if he wants to be a signal caller. And I don't know if he's going to be that guy right out of the gate because taking on that responsibility means knowing where all, all 11 guys are supposed to be. Right. It's not just a matter of knowing your own assignments and your own reads and your own fits. It's everybody on the entire unit. And I'm sure he'll eventually get there, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, by all accounts, this is not just a high character kid. He's really sharp. He's got a good football IQ Uh, leader uh, was the man in Michigan. At the Michigan defense, so it's you know, I'm sure that he'll eventually get there. But I'm not going to be disappointed if he's not the guy week one. Um, yeah, and that, yeah, and that's exactly realistically, where realistically. Yep. Yeah, I think I think more realistically, you know, it's probably going to going to be something that evolves, you know, over the course of the season. And say by the the middle of the season, he's becoming the guy. But they've got between Vince and Mark Barron and bush they 've got a real high pedigree of talent there in the middle of the field mm-hmm. now, and frankly, they were just lacking last year at yeah. that spot really badly and and every team that played them you know in particular, I hate to bring this up but the the Saints game i mean they just took advantage of the defense over and over and over again You had the fact that not only were were they outmanned at the inside linebacker position because the guys we had trying to play for Ryan Chazier were not good. You also, if you recall yeah. uh, had had uh, no cam Sutton and no Morgan Burnett that game Burnett was injured, and Sutton had a quote unquote personal issue and missed Ooh, the game that's right. so we had no we had no dimebacker, and the linebackers we were trying to use on third down on passing downs were bad and it just it just wasn't good it just was bad football all the way around and you know the same thing with the chargers game they kept and, and this you can do this offensively you know eventually you know when, when you're you're down people and you've got to play linebackers on third down that shouldn't be out there you mm-hmm. can't exploit mitch matches and you can motion people around until you get the matches matchups you want and that, that was when we had wide receivers in the slot going against our linebackers and Steelers nation lost their minds <laughs> and they just didn't realize that the Steelers on that day were just outmanned because they just didn't have healthy personnel. There right. wasn't a whole lot more they could do. They were at a talent deficit at the inside linebacker position and at dimebacker. They didn't have healthy personnel. And that kills you.
0: Did, uh, I know you mentioned this today, uh, Mark Barron, um, the linebacker, is apparently wearing number 26 right now uh now we know of course who had that number but according to NFL that's not a number a linebacker can wear um is there anything to look into that or is this just him hey give me a number I need it for OTAs and then I'll pick something later you know I'm really not sure
1: I I I I speculated about that out loud, if you will, on Slack. I, I just yeah, was like, yeah. you know, what's the scoop here? The guy are they gonna call him a safety? Is that why they went ahead and gave him twenty six?
0: I mean I, Townsend? I, that's yeah, that's my thinking. Is yeah. is I, I you wonder if that's not what they're gonna do him, do with him and, but and right um, now
1: he's listed at linebacker and, right. and in the videos I saw today of him at OTA's mm-hmm he was doing drills as a linebacker. So, right. You know, working with Jerry O. So it was just kind of like, well, all right. Uh, yeah, I (laughs) I don't know. It it is interesting.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a, it's one of those silly kind of goofy things we don't normally pay attention to, but, um, you, you just have to wonder if it's not just part of the evolution of, of what the Steelers are doing here. But, uh, you know, I, I think the the key thing about Bush is Steelers fans have to have patience. Uh, he's got all the tools; everything is available to him, um, and the Steelers are going to give him ample opportunities to do the things that he needs to do to prove that he can be the guy on the defense. But if he's not, you can't lose your minds over it. Um, you you got to give it a few weeks and see where things develop and. Um, you know, just see what, what else is going on around him. And because it's, it, it, you're right, it, you've got to know the defense and you got to know what everybody else is doing on defense on any given play um, to be a true, really uh, big-time leader of an NFL defense. So um, it, it, real quick on another rookie, uh, Justin Lane remains unsigned, correct? Uh, yeah, to this point. Yeah, what, what do you think is the hang-up with him?
1: I don't. I don't have any idea, man. I mean, yeah. basically,
0: that deal is
1: slotted. So, I mean, long story short, uh, he gets this much money. He gets this percentage of it guaranteed mm-hmm. based upon mm-hmm. where he was chosen late in the third round. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's hoping to leverage the situation somehow when someone signed you know right before him or right after him signs yeah i i don't I, someone drafted right before him or right after him signs i'm not really sure i, I don't know what he's thinking I, it's it's really hard for me to tell um you don't usually see third rounders dispute offset language in a no. contract uh for example you you do see that uh, on top top 10 picks yeah, top with, with picks. their yeah. yeah you know so for example it wouldn't shock me at all if uh devin bush has no offset language in his contract which was fully guaranteed 18 million dollars mm-hmm. for 4 years mm-hmm. what that means is if he is cut for some reason during that 4 year period the steelers still owe him every dollar of yeah, that 18 dollar. million dollars whatever's remaining even if he signs with another team yeah Usually, you get a dollar-for-dollar dollar offset on most contracts outside of, say, the top – yeah, the top ten. Yeah. But I don't really yeah. understand it as it applies to Lane. It doesn't make any sense to no. me. Uh, I don't
0: know. No, that's exactly why I asked because I, I've had people ask me about it. Somebody DM'd me today, like, "Is did, did we still have Lane unsigned? And I'm like, yeah, he's not signed. And I – I said it's got to be a language thing. I just I don't know what else because, as you pointed out, these things are very slotted, and uh, uh, we're not talking about a first-round guy here. We're talking about a third-round pick. So I, I don't know. I mean, hopefully it, it gets done soon, and uh, we, we can move on from that. But, um, again, you're listening to the uh, Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And, again, you can get the Pittsburgh is awesome T-shirt featuring a really cool Lego guy waving the terrible towel. And uh, 8 bucks from every shirt goes to the Hillman UPMC Cancer Center. So obviously doing some great stuff while getting a great shirt. Um, How much rope do you think Chris Boswell is going to get once we get into training camp and stuff, Ben? Uh,
1: As much as he wants.
0: Now, you say that because of the size of his contract. I say that because, and some of this is
1: opinion and some of it is just looking at what the Steelers have done historically over the years. Mm -hmm. I think the competition in camp is a farce. I don't think there's any real competition. Um, I would like to see someone come in and pressure Boswell. I would like to see there be a real competition in camp. Uh, you know, forcing Boz to perform at his best, but he's already been given two million dollars as an advance on this year's compensation and you know art is still a Rooney, and these guys mm-hmm. don't exactly have a reputation for just letting money walk away nope. so I don't see Boswell being cut now, you know it, it could be a situation later where they regret not having done so. I hope that doesn't be the ca- become the case. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think it more likely that he's going to be on a tighter leash during the season mm-hmm. if he doesn't, like, really blow away this guy during the, the
0: preseason.
1: But then, you know, what's the kid's name from Central Florida? Uh,
0: it, it, Last name is Wright. Um, yeah, if, I, if Wright I, yeah. doesn't really...
1: Low boswell out of the water during the preseason i mean if it's just close yeah you know they're gonna make it seem like well
0: chris was far and away the winner so we, we kept him <laughs> well they are and and i i mean if 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 you're the steelers isn't it gonna really start with boswell just being able to consistently bang in extra points i, I mean because that that's what you really kind of start needing to see first and then let the field goals come in. I'm not saying that the extra points are more important than the field goals, but I'm just saying he, he needs to show some consistency um, because obviously last year it, it just wasn't there, and for numerous reasons, as we found out, he was battling injury and stuff. But um, I, I'm hoping this is all just much ado about nothing and that he, he was in a lot of pain last year. He was fighting through some things um, and, and it was causing the kicking issues and he'll be fine this year. Um, but the realistic part of me says there's something going on and he's got to get it fixed. And, and I, I just, I just hope he can do that. Um, you know, and, and that's, I guess that's all I got going forward as far as Boswell. And we'll, we'll know more once we get into training camp, because right now we're not going to really hear too much about the kickers, but, um, Um, what, uh, what is your kind of take right now thinking about the, the quarterback situation? I mentioned Justin Lane not being signed yet, but, um, you know, Mike Hilton's an exclusive rights free agent. He's doing the right things. He's trying to get a long-term deal. Um, I mean, is there any way possible that Lane does enough to actually get on the field a lot, uh, to start the year?
1: Yes, I think there is. And, and it, it has. It has more to do with Stephen Nelson's flexibility than right. anything else. Right. I'll be frank. Yeah. Um, You know, he's an inside-outside guy. He can play wherever you want to put him at a pretty high level. And when you have that kind of a luxury, you might take advantage of it, Um, especially when you can put a rookie out there on a number two wide receiver, mm-hmm. especially if you're – if you're going out there in a week where the number two wide receiver isn't really that great. Yeah. You know, you might go ahead and and run with it, but you know, it also depends a lot on, uh, you know, Mike Hilton. If he, if he has a great preseason and a good camp, uh, they may want to leave him there because he Mm -hmm. can perform there at a high level. And that was, uh, that was the issue going back a few years with uh, the Antoine Blake, uh, Will Gay thing. They didn't, They didn't replace Blake at the time with uh oh God, who was the slot corner they traded they traded with Philly for um uh, boykin boykin okay, yeah so they boykin was they viewed Boykin as a slot guy slot only, and Boykin yeah. viewed himself as I can play either," and they went, yeah, you're a slot guy, but they really wanted will Gay playing the slot because they thought that he was you know the most effective playing. In the slot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the reason that Blake got to keep the job outside had more to do with Will Gay beating out Boykin for the slot job than it did Boykin not beating out Antoine Blake. Antoine Blake and, and Boykin were never competing with one another. Right. The same Just kind of thing could happen this year it, yeah. if they decide that Mike Hilton needs to be on the field, well, then they're going to leave Nelson in on the outside, and they're going to have Lane competing with him, and Lane probably won't see the field much. Right. On the other hand, if they decide that Nelson would be a lot more effective playing the slot than Mike Hilton is, then they'll push Hilton out, they'll put Nelson inside, and Lane's got a good shot of playing on the outside. So it all just kind of depends on how that works out. Um, I honestly... Can't tell you for certain. What I can tell you at this point is the slot corner on the Steelers defense has to be a very good tackler. Yeah. And yeah. if he can be that guy, and I'm speaking of Mike Hilton, yeah. if he can tackle better than he tackled last season, uh, he's probably going to be the slot corner this year.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's kind of where I'm at too. I, I have high hopes for Lane. I mean, I, I his length is so impressive. Um, when, when you look at a lot of his numbers compared to some of the other top cornerbacks taken, I mean, there, there's really not a huge difference. He's actually better against the run than I thought he was when I looked at his tape back in uh, February, March. And, and um, you know, I, I'm excited for the possibilities of, of what he could possibly bring because if he really comes along, long then yeah then you you really gain a lot more flexibility with steve nelson and um uh you know and it, it doesn't put as much pressure on some of those other guys like like a cam sutton or god forbid lately Artie burns or somebody to have to step up either so um it would be nice to have cornerback be a position that i'm not freaking out over for once in a millennial millennium i should say um
1: you're making right fun tackle of
0: well, I can make fun of millennials. I know how to make fun of millennials. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, we know some. And uh, right tackle is that Filer's job to lose, or is he just going to be the guy there? And then there's going to be a competition during training camp with Gerald Hawkins, Jukes for I mean, what, what do you see shaking out there with? Marcus I thought Gilbert? it
1: was. I thought it was Fowler's job. To lose but my understanding is That is not the case they are going to go into Camp and they are going to compete They feel like they have Three good tackles And Mm -hmm. they want to put the best guy on the Field and I think they secretly Want the job To go to Chuk Who they view as the left Tackle of the future Um, Mm. So you know, and i'm I'm speculating yeah. a bit, but it's also an educated guess, um, yeah, based you know, on what they've
0: done in the past, yeah
1: yeah, based on what they've done in the past and based on things that I've been told so i you know, I think that's what they want to happen. I don't know that it will, um looking back, Marvell Smith was the last guy that they had start for a year at right tackle and then they moved him over to left, mm-hmm. however, um, especially as the year went on last year. Al Villanueva got better and better. He did. He did. And better. He's becoming a pretty solid technician. Now, mm-hmm. there are Steelers writers who will tell you that Al is a borderline all-pro. That's nonsense. He's not. No. But no. he's beginning to really hold his own. And given his the, the challenges, his physical mm-hmm. structure lend him in, in manning type. that yeah. role yeah he's he's just he's not built like a tackle he's got a high waist and yep. you know he he's really making the most of it i the, the guy really impresses me he really does it wouldn't shock me at all if he holds down that that position for another five years
0: well he, he's to me he's learning or he's Learned what his weaknesses have been, and I think that was a big move forward for him uh, throughout this past season. Is is he knew the types of things that guys were using to beat him and and to take advantage of of his body type, which which does not lend itself very well to being a great offensive or in this case left tackle. So I, I think he's figured that out. I think he's worked well with that. And of course, you know the 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 other thing too is uh the fact that you got sean surrett now taking over for for munchak who's out in denver um you know that's going to be very very interesting and something to keep an eye on throughout training camp and and into the season as well but um um just one one more thing mark on on the offensive line specifically my understanding
1: is i mean it should be pretty obvious since Lev bell is gone and they're not they're going to be doing less um Less zone blocking this season. Less – what did Craig Wolfley call it? Setting picks. Setting
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Wolfley, yeah. Wolfley said, yeah, they, they go out and they just, they just set picks. They get in front of the man, and then, and then when Lev decides which way he's going to go, they push him the other direction, and then Lev does his thing, and it all works out. But they're going to be doing yeah. less of that this year. They're going back to more straight gap blocking, combo blocks, doubles, mm-hmm. traps, pulls. Just straight smash-mouth football, and obviously the, the snail pick kind of tells you that, but yeah, it's also James Conner's strength is running between the tackles. He's not really an outside-the-tackles sweep guy. Um, so they're going back to a more smash power-running type running game, and so the blocking scheme will change
0: accordingly and I'm fine with that. I, I am not suggesting that we're going to go back to three yards in a clot of dust. Uh, I don't think anybody's suggesting that. I, I just think that we could run the ball better as long as we're healthy, uh, in the running back department and, and, uh, maybe, maybe the blocking scheme changes will, will help, uh, help get to that. Um, one, one final thing, um, as we wrap things up here, uh, do you expect them to do something about the tight end position? Because right now you've got Vance McDonald and uh, uh, really nothing. Okay. You've got Xavier Grimble and you've got a six foot eight rookie who has uh, questionable hands and very average blocking skills. Do you expect them to do something about that tight end depth?
1: You forgot to mention the gentry's a bad athlete. Uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, no, he's. I mean, and don't get me he's wrong. Not, yeah, you know, not, by by yeah, nice comparison to the average person, I'm sure the gentry is a very good athlete. By comparison oh, to sure. the average NFL tight end, he's awful. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. just to put that in perspective. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I really thought that they would have already. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. waiting for you know if they think there's going to be some kind of cut at June one, or if they're waiting for somebody else to, to, you know, get cut because of the cap there, right. There've been a few, um, rumored cuts. Uh, the kid from, uh, the kid, the Vikings, um, Rudolph. Yeah. Rudolph. Yeah. Potentially being cut, being a cap casualty. They tried to work out an extension with him and they couldn't come to terms. So there's, you know, where it is since they went ahead and they drafted Mm -hmm. the tight end out of Alabama that Rudolph might get cut. Um, And that's been mentioned as a possible signing, somebody to bring in. You would hope they would bring someone in. Um, Yeah. You know, who was the the tight end they cut the the day before the draft? Bucky Um, Hodges. Bucky Hodges who yeah. actually was pretty impressive last preseason. I don't understand that. I, I don't understand replacing, I didn't get either. replacing Hodges with Gentry, unless Hodges has got some kind of an injury.
0: Well, in which case, injury, off-field thing that we don't know about, something yeah. like, I agree, I agree. I didn't understand that move at all. Anyway, um,
1: yeah,
0: I, I don't really know. I, I really thought they would have already,
1: and I'm prepared, I guess, to be disappointed. <laughs>
0: Uh, there's always something we can't we can't have everything Uh, i know i know anyway hey it's uh good to be back from our little brief hiatus and uh thanks everybody for listening continue to tune in to the show check us out on uh, itunes and uh stitcher and podbean and all your favorite podcasting places and of course spreaker.com and uh don't forget to visit the site uh, steelcityblitz.com and follow us on Twitter at SC blitz. And Hey, we have a brand new store up where you can get SCB gear and you can also get some new kind of original, unique little designs and, um, uh we're, we're just having fun coming up with stuff uh for the guys at designtree.com to do uh but anyway uh get there and do it shirts are like 25 bucks and uh, your first order you get five dollars off and everything else so uh make sure you get over there and, and check that out so we've got a lot of different things happening here at steel city blitz so for ben and for myself uh we're gonna cut it out and we'll be back next week with uh, more updates on what's going on at OTAs and, and uh, a whole lot more. So thanks again, and uh, thanks to our sponsor, 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And, uh, hey, everybody, go Steelers.